Hello, Canto. Hello, Canto. The Hola. Uh, Alola. Wait. Uh, Alola? No. Wrong. Wrong place. Although, Alola, Alolan Pokemon are all over this game. That's true, yeah. Fifth episode of Hello, Canto, our mini-series going through Let's Go Pikachu and Let's Go Eevee. I'm your host, Steve SB. <laughs> what is my name? What is happening? I don't know. It's what been is, a long weekend. SBJ, or you just you could just say Steve. That that works too. That but, works too. Uh, Greg is here. I am still here. <laughs> last episode, if if for some reason you downloaded this one first, the last episode we ended off with Erica uh, and our thoughts and feelings of Celadon and her gym. And this episode, uh. Just in case you, you don't want any spoilers, but you're you're caught up or you're ahead of us, we are going to be talking about the rest of the Lavender Tower experience and the Game Corner. So that's both of them. I think that trying to fit in the Co Tower is a little much. Yeah, there's a lot that happens in that tower, so we're probably going to want to save that one because it's, there's, yeah. It's a big, it's a big tower. It's a big point in that game. It's Eleven floors on that thing. <laughs> oh my god! That that's our plan for this episode. Hopefully, you're enjoying the mini series. If you're listening to this on, I believe this drops on Tuesday. There's a couple days left in our Nintendo Switch giveaway. If you're listening to this well after the first week of the game coming out, you're probably too late. But uh, in the description of the show below, uh, we'll have a link to the giveaway. We're giving away a Pikachu Nintendo Switch with the game, with the Pokeball Plus. That is a $400 value. Ships, I will pay for the shipping wherever you are. Russia, Korea, Japan, Canada, um, except one part of Canada is not allowed to participate because of their weird rules. Um, Hawaii, whatever. I'll ship. And but what uh, so about Australia? Aust- Australia, I think is fine. Oh, okay. It's like... What about Perth? I, I we I personally will not feel confident <laughs> enough. No, no, I'm kidding. If you're if you're in Perth, uh, that's it. So it's in the description below. If you want to enter to win, it doesn't cost you anything. I promise. I think it says like I think one of the entries is like follow on Instagram. Another entry is follow on Twitter. Another entry is follow on Twitch. So I'm sure if you if you're savvy enough to download a podcast, you probably have some form of one of those things to enter. So with that out of the way, let's talk about this episode, which was, like I said, Lavender Town, Game Corner. We walk out of Celadon City, and um, we go, well, I guess I guess we didn't really spend too much time talking about Celadon City, but um, the Game Corner, uh, which is where we are, we're going to start here, is completely revamped into an arcade. Yeah, it's an arcade, and you can't buy anything in there. You can't even play the games. It's kind of, like, disappointing. Yeah, I was hoping at least, I don't know, they'd, like, do a mock-up of Shuffle or something on one of the machines, like, this one works. But, no, nah, and there's, like, a real crabby man behind the counter who's like, don't touch our posters, don't do anything in here. By the way, none of the games work. There's no coin case, there's no Porygon, there's no Dratini, there's no Cubone to buy, there's no TMs, um... Nothing. It does look nice. It looks pretty. I mean, what's interesting, so 
when you talk to NPCs in Celadon, they're like, our city is absolutely perfect and beautiful, except for that trashy game corner. <laughs> and they did make game corner look kind of trashy. Yeah, it's like like dirty like a like arcade would be, I guess. It's got graffiti on it. That signal's bad. I suppose. Uh, they moved the poster to get underground to the left side of the arcade before it was on the right. Yeah, and there's a, the, there's a cute little moment with Jesse and James and Meowth in there, too. Meowth sleeping on the arcade cabinet. Yeah, that was very cute. I mean, so far, like, I'm enjoying Jesse and James in this. They're, they do cute little things. They're not particularly spectacular, but this, they're a nice arc that follows through. You're like, oh, there's those those wacky rockets again. Yeah. I mean, they're, they're fine. I think they're uh, they're... Even though, like, you know Jesse and James from the anime, I think they're handled very well and not very in-your-face like other yeah. villains. I'm yeah. looking at you, Lysander. Hey. Probably one of the worst villains in all of Pokemon. Look, fashion is hard, fashion is life, and if you can't understand Teen Flair and their fashion, then you deserve to be crushed under their heel. <laughs> That's all I'm going to say about that. Oh, man. Uh, no, they're, they're, yeah, they're cute. Uh, I think you Do have you... to beat Erica for the person to move from in front of the poster. No, I beat him. I beat him before I went to the gym and he moved. So I could have done that whole section before oh, cool. I went to Erica's. But I was like, uh, I feel, feel like I should do the gym first and then start that. Because it, it starts an arc at that point. Like, it's leading you that, and I'm like, it feels really weird. It already feels weird since I followed him here, but I'm like, well, I'll get my gym out of the way, and then I'll start, like, the rocket arc. And I will say, and if tell me if this is your experience. Do you hear Jesse and James' voices every time they talk from the anime? Yes, 100%. 100% every time. Except for Meowth, and I'm so mad. I really wish Meowth talked. Yeah, I wonder what the... What the decision there was? I'm sure it was yeah, not an know. easy decision of being like, should we make it talk? Like that conversation at Game Freak had to have been had. I'm sure because they were redoing a ton of stuff, so I'm a little bummed. But their scenes are fun. Yeah. So the poster's in the same place, but the door opens in a different place. One yeah. is a combined space because it used to be have a wall where you'd go over and buy stuff, but you can't buy stuff anymore. There's just a bunch of people over there who are like, oh, I sure do like arcade games. Okay. <laughs> Thanks. So do I, I guess. And they Let's kept, go. like, all of them kept talking about, like, the Sky game? Yeah. And I was like, oh, maybe you have to, like, beat the game corner subplot and then we'll get to play the Sky game. But no. No. Um, which is, I, I guess, it. like, it, the Sky game, I, I don't, not to get ahead, but when you finish the game corner, they give you fly. Um, the balloon guy is like waiting outside the game corner and teaches you how to teaches your EV slash Pikachu how to fly. Yeah, it's in a cute little weird balloon harness that totally looks safe. Yeah, uh, it's very it's safe not, for a ten no, year old. No, it is not. Why am I in? Why am I strapped in this thing, floating, sky sky dashing? Okay, I will say though, the sky dash connecting it to the worst Pokemon game. Pokemon Dash is like <laughs> I know you have to make references, but do you have do you 
have to make that one. I guess I didn't really Dash think was of bad. Dash, yeah, I guess. Well, because the balloons and everything, he, yeah, that, yeah. He would fly in, and then you drop, and then you do the running. And I'm like, ugh, do we have to bring that up? Can't that one just die into Pokemon history? I mean, the, Pikachu did, did have balloons in yellow in the yeah. intro and stuff, but I mean, yeah, Still. they they know what they were do- they knew what they were doing. <laughs> Yeah. Oh, the other thing that made me laugh, just a quick, when I was uh, shopping, I finally went and checked all of, you know, on the Conquest floor, mm-hmm. I went and checked all of the laptops and computers. And the one that made me laugh is like, oh, this looks like an exciting RPG. Not that you have time to play that right now. <laughs> and I'm oh, like, man. Dude, true. I'm 30 hours into this game. I'm not. I'm like 25. But still. Yeah, I mean... You're correct, I don't have time to start another RPG while I'm playing this one. The Game Freak offices were cute, too, because, like, the, the, I mean, they always do that, but it's like, I'm the yeah. one who programmed you, I'm the one that drew you, I'm the one that uh, directed this game, so come back. You can, when get you, free, have... you can get free fresh water out of our water cooler sitting right next to me. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, dang, I missed that. All right, so... Game Corner. Game Corner. Hideout is mostly the same. Yes, and you know, as a as a kid, I remember that taking, you know, like Forever. all day. Yeah, like this is an eight hour adventure no. down below, and maybe because I I remember very fondly of Twitch plays Pokemon going through the game corner, and that <laughs> was like a week long. <laughs> no, go um, left, go left, go left. So I I was not in. I was being like, I don't know if I want to do. That. It's actually pretty short. It's pretty short. Also, it's probably just my faulty memory. The perspective that they use in this game made it easier to see where the paths ended, I think. Like, there was a bigger screen area, so I could say, oh, I can make that connection without stepping on it and wasting my time. And I don't know if that was always the case, and I'm just viewing it differently now because I've done that puzzle a million times and I was dreading it. But for some reason, when I got there, I'm like, oh, all of this makes sense. I know exactly where I need to go. I never. The only times I messed up is when I accidentally... you can move diagonally. And I'm like, oh, I pushed the Joy-Con the wrong way. Yeah. And now I'm on the wrong stupid treadmill. Yeah, that happened with me as just the diagonal slightly. I was like, oh, I just slightly nicked the one I didn't want to touch. And yeah, now it now sucked I'm, me in. Now I'm on a journey to Oz that I did not want to go on. Yeah, but for the most part, it was mostly the same. No one had surprising Pokemon down there. Uh, Until you become... Mission Impossible Eevee or Pikachu. Yes. So uh, that was the the new thing that they did is uh, when the the guy who uh, has the lift key. Um, yeah, lift key. Lift key. He drops it. I think the fr- I think in yellow uh, you beat him and he drops it and you're supposed to like walk behind him and press A to pick it up off the ground. If I remember mm-hmm. correctly, something like that. Yeah. Then this they do a very OSHA unsafe thing of having a ten year old stand on a desk chair with wheels on, on a rolling chair okay let's find something to stand on there is a trash can there is a table there's a filing cabinet you can push over no let's teach 10 year olds to take the five wheeled unstable chair and stand on that i'm like osha violation concussion none uh, of this is good it's like a silly thing to complain about but like that is like a really easy way to get hurt is standing on a chair that rolls. <laughs> I think like every every adult who plays that game is like, child, get off that chair. I have fallen off chairs for less than that and standing on them. That is dangerous. 
You need to survive to defeat Team Rocket. Don't be dying on this chair right now. Unsafe. But that whole sequence of going through is cute. Like, you can listen to Giovanni and Mystery Admin talking. Oh, yeah, Mystery Admin, yeah. I was like, wait, wait, did I miss something? Who's Mystery Admin? And then the whole sequence of just going to get the lift key and then jumping off. It's cute. It's like, oh, that was a fun way to make that a little bit more interesting and also to let you play Eevee for, like, the briefest of seconds. It was, I liked it. I was like, oh, this is a little bit better. And then you go fight Team Rocket, who are pretty funny. Oh, also you get the sweet Rocket outfit. Is You get it there, don't you? Or do you yeah, get it? Yeah, yes, because yeah. Uh, there's a Rocket person, I think on the first or there's second floor, the spy who gives you the Rocket outfit, which looks nothing like the Rocket outfit, but it is no. cute. And also says, you can wear it, but they'll immediately know you don't belong here because you're too young. <laughs> I'm like, all right, well, true. It's, I like the outfit, but... I changed things up a little bit. I, I put on all but I went to Celadon. I bought a lot of accessories. I wasted a lot of money on stuff. It's a problem. Besides the getting the rocket outfit, the Mission Impossible mission, which was really delightful and fun. Yeah, um, it's not, cute. Again, like, none of the things they've really introduced has, have been like mind-blowing or game-changing, mm-hmm. but they have been cute and surprising. Will Another you- somewhat simple battle with Team Rocket. Yeah, a double battle. Um, and then you walk in and you meet uh, the Team Rocket admin, uh, Archer. Archer. Which I remember dun, dun, dun. none of, but I guess was in HeartGold Silver or even... So uh, it wasn't until HeartGold Silver that Archer got a name. Uh, Archer was in Gold and Silver. He was the head executive that took over Goldenrod Tower, but they didn't give him a name until Heart Gold Soul Silver, where they gave him the name Archer. So the character of that admin had been around for a while, but didn't get named. And so he got named in Heart Gold Soul Silver and then became a somewhat more of a character. Uh, so having him introduced in the technical games before he appeared sort of ties the thread together because he appears as the admin in. Uh, fire, fire, red and leaf green as the admin that says, "Who told you Team Rocket's been dis- disbanded?" And then you show him, oh, the Earth Batch. He's like, "Oh, we have been disbanded. I'm out." And then that and then starts the whole thing in Johto. So there's like this through line of the admin, and then he gets a name, and now he's been like officially added to a role of importance in the games in this universes games so now he is archer and he's the second in command so that if they do do a let's go cyndaquil let's go totodile chikorita can go away go away chikorita nobody wants you uh then he would be like the main bad guy running rocket there deep lore cuts i thought i thought was it was it was cool though like that like even though i didn't really understand the archer lore now that you've explained it to makes more sense it was a cool thing before giovanni and then you have to fight giovanni and giovanni is like well you've defeated me small child i'll give you this cubone he's a uh he's a classy and, man and also i'll give you the binoculars you need i will beat you up later small child i'm out he's an interesting character like it's just like why would you do that i guess like you, uh, if nothing else, 
Giovanni, I would say, is lawful evil. He honors the laws of Pokemon. You've defeated me in battle, therefore everything is yours. I'm going to abandon the game corner. You still can't play the games. <laughs> no. After all that. <laughs> After all that, you still can't play it. You still can't play them games. I, I I like the battle with Archer. I like the battle with Giovanni. None were terribly challenging, but I did like the situation of like Team Rocket into Archer, into Giovanni. Yes, yeah. you could escape rope out and heal and come back or whatnot, but the complaints I had with Erica's gym of, you know, it being so easy, I felt like this situation of those three back-to-back and feeling important battles. It felt like there was like a narrative pressure to stay and see it out like you'd come that far. And it, like they made it clear that it f- would feel weird to leave and come back. I mean, not that not- anything would stop you from doing that, but there was like, okay, you're here. And it did take a bit to get there. And so it was like, okay, well, you're here, 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 and do these battles. And they were somewhat difficult back to back, not terrible. I didn't, I didn't expect, like I'd forgot. I always thought Giovanni had not, Rhyhorn. I always thought he had like one of the Nidorinos after Persian. So I was like, oh, this was not at all what I was expecting. And I have, since I'm playing on set, I'm like, I went to the wrong Pokemon. <laughs> uh, let me swap out and take some damage I didn't need to take. Yeah, it just it it just makes me think like, I wonder if they could do that with, I think like the, the reason why I think those battles felt important was because they were so close and because it was such a hassle to leave and come back. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And Erica's gym, or any gym really, is just like, oh, I'll just walk out, walk to the Pokemon Center, walk back. And it kind of takes away from that. And I and that's why I keep kind of thinking about trials of like, once you're locked yeah. into a trial, you're locked in and it feels important. Yeah, I feel like the, I think the thing that we didn't touch on last time that I think lended to the fact that Erica's gym felt like you could leave is that a lot of the false maze routes led you right back to the beginning. And so there were multiple times when you were sent back to the entrance, which is like, well, I might as well just leave and go heal and come back and try to do this maze again. I think going forward, I would like to see the trial locking you in system implemented in gyms to make them a bit more difficult. Just to say, you know, once you're in here, you're in here, so just prep before you come. And I think that would add a level of difficulty to them without being overly strenuous um, and sort of help keep that sense of, you know, you need to complete this part of the story before you can leave. Getting the Q-Bone then leads us to Lavender Town. Yep. Climbing the tower. So I had high hopes that Lavender Tower would be the new leveling, and it's pretty good, but... Were, did it feel like spawns were slow in there? Like, uh, you'd catch a ghastly and then it'd be like 30, 45 seconds before another one appeared once you revealed them all to be ghastly? Spawns felt really slow for me, so it didn't feel like it was as great of a place to do chain leveling as Diglett's Cave was. There's a lot of trainers in there, and it's real tight. Um, they do have the health pad and some and, yeah. and whatnot, but the first time I went through, I battled about half, and I felt like I was going to be overleveled for Erica. So after the game corner and everything, I battled the other half on my way up, and it actually it made it a lot quicker and whatnot, and didn't feel so grindy. But um, I mean, it's beautiful. 
Uh, the ghost thing is the cool. Backgrounds are, yeah, the background's great. I think the spawn rate in there is too low. It was kind of annoying, because I'm like, I want to chain Gastly's to level up a little. That said, the cutscene between Cubone and Ghost Marowak, I was, like, tearing up. It was really pretty and well done. I'm like, oh, no, I can't handle this right now. <laughs> this is really cute and really sad and really well done. Everything leading up to that point was just choreographed so well yeah it really was it's just like that whole sequence and then i mean and you get this a little bit more with the next section but the fact that your rival says i'll take this cubone and give it a home is like a little minor thing that becomes a like it's a little minor thing later as well but there's it's just a nice sort of bow on that storyline after that really it was like a really moving cutscene, and then to have your rival like i was like oh, i'll take it because i like cubone he's like now i'm going to take this one and i'm going to take care of it and thanks for helping you go upstairs and help mr fuji and i'll you know take care of this cubone and it was just really it's like a really sweet ending to that that sort of sad arc um and i really enjoyed it i thought it was well written I thought even though the tower felt a little grindy, it it wasn't too bad because there's a health pad and you kind of did half and then left and then did half when you came back, which is exactly what I did. I got hit by one of the ghosts you couldn't see and it sent me to the beginning. I'm like, I'm just going to go to Celadon and I'll come back. Um, but I think that Lavender Town plus the music in Lavender Town is dynamite. The, in the tower is dynamite. Like Everything was just really well done in Lavender Town. Yeah, music. Visuals. Mr. Fuji. Mr. Fuji. Mr. Fuji's like, oh, I didn't even know there... I didn't even hear you having a battle or yeah. calming down well, the I, ghost that I was trying to calm down. Even though there were like more trainers kind of leading up, um, I do remember very clearly in red and blue and in yellow that there's like like five trainers at the very top, like you battle back and forth. Yeah, there's in the other games, I'm pretty sure there are the rocket members who are holding him captive because they were tormenting the spirit or i forget what the exact plot line is so i expected to go up there and have to battle them again and they weren't there and i was like that feels right like i already dealt with them back at game corner and they're all doing something else it always sort of felt will weird that they were still here so i was actually sort of happy they weren't there like i didn't want to do any more battling at that point plus i think five battles after that sort of touching scene would have felt just wrong i think is the word i'm looking for or just out of place or it just would have it just wouldn't have felt right so i was just glad that you went and talked to fuji and he teleports you home and then you have a final scene which is really nice yeah yeah and then you get the polka flute i guess maybe i was maybe i was i was still thinking about the marowak visuals and everything but like that was such a minor thing of like oh here's the polka flute yep did you go do the snorlax battle though I did not know. I um, That is the first thing I did. I went down that path. I was like, I'm going to go see what this is. It's, yeah, we'll talk about it when you do it. Okay. And I, wa- I want to get your feelings on on it bef- before we talk a lot about it. But I, I definitely have opinions. Heading back to Saffron City, because they're like, okay, now go take care of Team Rocket being the bigger problem. They've got plans in Saffron. Go there. And so that's where I went to deal with them because you got the tea from Brock and one cup of tea that he was like, oh, I only have one cup of tea. Apparently, 
feeds four guards. Sure, goes a long way. Sure, goes a long way. He's like, now I don't have any tea for me. Like, you made it sound like you had a cup. Yeah. And apparently these four guards drink a sip and then pass it to each other, because they're all like, you can go on in, it's fine. They do all these little touches throughout the game. This is, I mean, I guess it's funny, I guess. It's funny. Yeah. Well, that's it. uh, We actually accomplished keeping this under 30 minutes. Yay! (laughs) We did it. We did it. That that's that's our episode. I was happy with with both situations. I, I just think you know, I think there was a little little too much battling throughout this entire you know Erica this this, and then uh, we're about to do eleven floors of more of that. Yeah, that's we'll get there. That's a that's a thing. Oof. We'll be back tomorrow with the Co. I don't know if how much is different, how much is, is this the same, but uh, um, I don't know if we can fit both Co. and uh, Koga in one, but... Um, well, I did Silf... I'll tell you what I did. I did Co. then I did the fighting dojo, and then I made my way to get to Koga, and all of that... Was a lot to do. Okay. So. Oh well, we could do self co fighting dojo. Yeah. Okay. The fi- yeah self co fighting dojo, and then hey, promise me you'll do one of the Snorlax battles because we got a lot to talk about with that. Okay. Perfect. That's our plan then. All right. So we will be back tomorrow. Tomorrow with those. Uh, Greg. Yes. Smell you later. Smell you later, Steve. <laughs> <laughs>